Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, you're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a space for Black women who are intentionally blooming, as we honor our humanity, our healing, and our wholeness. And we do these things in a world that does not honor these things in us. They don't see the value in that for us. So today, in today's episode, uh, I want to talk about women, us, obviously, being forced to mask, being forced to show up. And this is actually a really good example of that. I'm actually going to get into it in today's episode, but um, I did kind of briefly talk about this on social media in the last few days, so I'm going to be kind of going back to that thread. But before I get into today's episode, I'd like to, first of all, invite you into the space. Um, Go ahead and take a breath with me if you don't mind. We're going to inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Here we go. Inhale. And exhale. Go ahead and do that one more time. Inhale. And exhale through the mouth. Just wanted to take a few deep cleansing breaths, or at least a couple, because I don't know, I'm just feeling a little wound up right now. I feel like I have a headache. My allergies are doing something really weird. And on top of that, I'm not going to lie, I, for the last couple of weeks have been feeling some kind of way. I'm not um, going to really talk about it today. Well, I guess I will in part since we're going to be talking about emotions and masking and things of that nature. Um, but in the last few episodes, I've kind of talked about how I've been setting boundaries in specific areas of my life with specific individuals. And um, I'm still kind of sitting with that and allowing myself to feel my emotions and whatever's coming up and process some things. And one thing that you may notice, you know, uh, for some of us anyway, like depending on how your body reacts to stress, anxiety, and, you know, just when stuff kind of starts to bubble up, sometimes our body just goes into um, resistance mode, I guess, or, or um, I don't want to say attack mode, but those things that we're feeling as they bubble up, it can start to look like um, as you're releasing, it can, it can show up as like a headache. It can show up as just um, just just showing up in your body in different, different ways. So I want you to just know that if you are doing the healing work and you're kind of feeling tension in your body or um, 
you know, or your body's giving you signs that it's just really trying to 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 rebalance itself that I believe is completely normal. And I would just suggest that you find ways to allow your body to release, find some outlets, be it creativity or um, moving your body, you know, things that we've talked about on the show before. Um, but just make sure that you listen to your body, because just like I mentioned in, I think it was either the last episode or the episode before this before that one in the last couple of weeks I talked about um just how our bodies are our biggest truth tellers to what's going on you know in our lives so we may be able to kind of like hide what we're going through from others actually we can hide what we're going through uh with others we have been conditioned to really do that and so we've become a master at at doing that right but the body like it just it it never lies the body you you can't um, you can only, I guess, do certain things for too long before your body's like, look, girl, <laughs> we ain't doing this no more. There's got to be another way. So your body is like our, it's our biggest truth teller. So, um, I do also like to kind of like share what I did for self care, uh, throughout the week or in the last few weeks and several things, honestly, um, I'm trying to think of the biggest one that stands out. I would say one of the things I've done in the last few weeks I'm in Southern California and we've had some rain off and on. Actually, in some areas, there's been like a ton of snow. Thankfully, that is not an area where I am. But I know that in certain parts of California, people are literally being locked into their homes because within like overnight or within a couple of days, they're getting snow or they were getting snow, you know, seven feet, eight feet, nine feet, like past, like up to their roof. (laughs) I can't even imagine the level of stress I would have if I was not able to leave my home and it was literally blocked. You know what I mean? I I, I can't even imagine. But where I am, you know, again, it's been raining off and on and we actually got, um, what's it called? We got, I guess it's called, no, it's not sleet, hail. We got hail. And so I actually went outside and stood in the rain and it felt really really good um i even called my daughter out there um i was like hey come outside and check this out because we don't get hail here honestly i can't even tell you the last time i've seen hail out here so um it was a really nice thing to be able to enjoy with my daughter and um it lasted all of maybe 10 minutes (laughs) and we went back in the house after sharing that experience together and i love the fact that my daughter didn't feel like, oh, this is stupid. You know what I mean? It would have been her right to feel that way, of course. But uh, I love that the type of you know, person I'm becoming or the type of parent that I'm becoming is, or that I am, is that it, I can enjoy the simple things with her and connect with her on the smallest things and it not feel like, oh, this was so stupid. You know what I mean? (laughs) So um, that felt really, really good. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. I want to find that post that I made on Instagram. So bear with me for just one moment here. And actually, I have found it just like this. So in case you did not watch the Oscars, and I'm not going to front, I did not watch the Oscars. I don't care about the Oscars. I don't typically, (laughs) I know this sounds really antisocial or really anti whatever. And I get that. But this is my truth, right? Like I, I, 
I don't care about the Oscars. I don't care about award shows. And I did when I was younger. Like back in the day, I would watch those kind of things. Like when I was in my 20s watching, especially like the uh, music awards or whatever they're called, I would love to watch those and uh, different things like that. But I guess the older I get, it's just like, eh. It's it's, got to be a really something really interesting for it to me for me to really care about who won what award or which award they won not that I'm trying to knock anyone shine I think it's outstanding um people that put in the work the dedication the the time um and they you know have these events and they get to get dolled up which I love um so sometimes I will look at the pictures of like what they're wearing and things like that because I just love I don't know. I just love seeing people look amazing. I I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful form of expression um, to not only be okay with being comfortable in your own skin, but also for those of us who love to get dolled up, who love to, um, you know, just look beautiful for whatever their standards are and to shine in such a way. I I love to see that. Um, It's encouraging for me to see that as well, because I do believe that black women uh, especially deserve to you know, if you want to be dolled up, be dolled up. If you, you have a certain look that you feel just makes you feel exceptionally beautiful, I'm here for that. Um, plus, on top of that, just having on these beautiful, luxurious gowns and I don't know, just getting into that energy, that that energy of just extravagance and uh, luxury, I guess, and, and things like that. I, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So I love that part of it, if nothing else. But as far as like the actual awards and and all that stuff, I don't really get into it, y'all, because I just, I don't know. I find that the older I get, the less room I have to care (laughs) about mainstream stuff, if that makes any sense. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think that's just a part of getting older. Because you know when you're young or younger, you know all the songs, you know like what, like all the popular, like I don't know any of the popular stuff. I could not tell you who a lot of these people are in the entertainment industry, especially like the rappers and the singers and the this and the that. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff anymore. So I guess I'm officially, (laughs) I'm officially... I don't want to say old because I'm not, that's, that's not the word I'm going for, but I'm officially, I don't even know what the word is, but... I'm not up on pop culture like that anymore. I just put my attention elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I've been, I've kind of actually been like that all my life. But anyway, I digress. Getting back to the Oscars, my point of saying all that, which I have completely gone on a whole nother level or a whole nother tangent was, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that I watched the Oscars. I don't know what happened before. I don't know what happened after. I don't know any of that stuff, but I did see the clip circulating in regards to Angela Bassett. And can we talk about Angela Bassett for a minute? I'm just trying to understand. I know she, I'm pretty sure she's she's got to be in her 60s, right? I should have looked up her age. I don't understand how she still, <laughs> I mean, looks this way. If she's had work done, good for her. I'm not here to judge that or anything else. Um, I mean, she just, she's, she's just still so beautiful to me. She's still just so beautiful to me. Um, anyway, so we all saw the clip or we, we heard about it where she was up for, 
maybe best actress, I'm assuming. I don't really know. But it was her, Jamie Lee Curtis, and maybe two or three other women. I do not know who they are or the movies that they were for. But uh, regardless, she didn't win. She didn't win the award, whatever that, let's say back Best Actress. She didn't win the award for Best Actress or whatever it was. And instead of that fake raw, raw energy that we see, not all the time, because I do believe that there are people that are genuinely in that moment so happy for the other person that won. But I am not going to sit up here and believe that every single time when someone else has won this award, people are are automatically just like, oh my God, this is so amazing for this other person. Like that instant gut thing, even though this is something that you've wanted your entire life or, or you just were like hoping against all hope that finally you were going to get your shine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know what was going on through Angela Bassett's head. I don't know any of that. But what I can tell you is to me, when her name was not announced, that reaction that we saw, to me, it felt like just a moment of acknowledgement that, you know, she didn't win. And to me, it was just, it was, it was sadness. It was disappointment. She didn't automatically go into rah-rah mode. She had a moment, a human moment where she, she was feeling some kind of way Whatever that was, I don't claim to know exactly what that is, but she was feeling some kind of way and she didn't quote unquote fix her face automatically. She didn't quote unquote go into this automatic cheering mode, right? She was hit with some hard news and she reacted to that the way that she reacted to it. And so of course that clip was making the rounds. And so when I saw that last week or whenever it was, instantly in my mind I I created this post and it says uh black women are expected excuse me let me try that again black women are expected to quote-unquote mask during moments of pain and grief we must smile through our disappointment to keep things quote-unquote pc and comfortable for a culture that couldn't care less about us that were my that was my words that was how I was feeling um after I saw that clip of Angela Bassett that was circulating. It's like black women stay pressured to keep their faces quote unquote fixed in spite of our humanity, in spite of our pain, in spite of like all these things or these emotions or these this this events that we're experiencing or things like that. Like we what we are our humanity is is always secondary to the comfort of other people and it's not just the award show the award show really just was a way for me to kind of like use it as a vehicle to talk about this but it's like our humanity I feel like it's always secondary or sometimes it's not even secondary it's like this whole long list of things that we are to value and be and our humanity I feel like it's always at the bottom of the list right and it's 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 something that I have definitely experienced in in my uh childhood and young adulthood and as a young and as a young adult um where I needed to make sure that my face was fixed and we know what fixed means right like when someone tells you like a person in authority tells you to fix your face 
Or even, for example, when a man, you're walking past a man, they're like, hey, you should smile more, that, that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But that whole narrative of having our faces fixed. Because the thought of us walking around with, with this audacity to have our humanity on our faces to be viewed by the people in the room or our environments, like that's something that we should be ashamed of. That's something that is not to be respected. That's something that is a threat, in my opinion, to this facade that um, all is well, everything's perfect, everything's happy, happy times, you know what I'm saying? So we we have to fix our faces in a variety of places, including our homes, uh, especially if you're living with your parents. Um, we have to fix our faces in society. Heaven forbid we walk around we don't want people to feel threatened by us or to feel like, you know, we are bad people or um, I don't know. But then so in society, got to have our faces fixed. Definitely have to have our faces fixed when we are at the office. Um, there's just like not many places where a black woman can just be. Right. And that's that's just like the overall theme um, for the Brown Girl Self-Care podcast. There's like no no there's not too many places where a black woman can just be herself and and have her humanity honored. The good, the bad and the ugly. Right. Without being judged for it, without being um embarrassed by it without being being told or taught that you should you should be ashamed for feeling that way you should be ashamed for um letting people know that things are not okay and i know that not i know but i feel like that's a a big reason why um a lot of us walking around here with depression and anxiety and stress and uh we don't know ourselves we don't trust ourselves we don't follow our guts or our intuition. Like there's so much connected to that masking. There's so much connected to that masking. All of it when it comes to a black woman, like it's nothing positive when it comes to a black woman. It's nothing positive when it comes to a black woman. Again, society wants us to just, as uh, Bell Hook said in the book, like we, we, we are expected to wear the mask. And there's a poem for that too. Um, written by a gentleman that it's called we wear the mask right and so i i felt some kind of way for angela bassett i honestly did but that reaction that she received it really just took me back to a time when like masking really honestly was a way for me to survive masking was really a way for me to just ensure because I felt like it was my job to keep the peace like really a, a way to ensure that everybody's good no one's gonna be upset with me um which would open up a whole can of problems like my I would like um make sure that I didn't I, well, I tried my best not to <laughs> wear my emotions because I know that my emotions and how I felt like they weren't really of importance. 
weren't really of importance. And so I'm thankful now that as an adult, like I have the opportunity to to heal, to genuinely heal, like my emotional health, my physical health, my spiritual health. I have the opportunity to um, have be human and to have human moments. That's a huge thing. That is a huge, huge thing. And I realize that the more that I allow myself to do that, like it's it's a it's a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. The more that I allow myself to honor my humanity and to allow myself to be, uh, even when I'm having a hard time, even when I'm having a um, a time where I'm just like, oh my God, am I gonna feel this way forever? Like I I I allow myself to feel my emotions. I allow myself, like if I'm feeling guilty, I allow myself to feel guilty. If I'm feeling sad, I allow myself to feel sad. Um, when I, Even the times like when you're feeling happy, you know, have you ever had a time when you're feeling happy about something and you are just over the moon? You just feel like all ooey gooey inside and you're feeling happy and you're feeling good. And then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> something bad's going to happen. I can't enjoy this moment. Or, or, you know, I know so-and-so is dealing with a hard time right now. I shouldn't be feeling happy right now because people are sad or people are grieving. Who am I to feel happy about something during this time, right? Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because 
again for real navigating this cali traffic is insane now recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go but it's also good for chilling at home too it's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand so next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol without the hangover give recess mood a shot it's been a fantastic addition to my routine you deserve a healthier way to unwind Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. Who am I? All of it is a mask. All of it is a facade when you are not able to show up as whomever you are in that moment. Again, it goes back to our survival. We know the story of how our ancestors had to wear that mask to survive. We know that our ancestors had to, you know, put every ounce of their humanity to the side. Every bit of their humanity, every bit of their dignity um, to the side and honor assist in honor of a system that only saw them slash saw us or see us as commodities commodities why would uh anyone want to have their commodity not look happy or pretend to be happy while they're doing these quote unquote jobs <laughs> for them right why wouldn't they want their commodities to act like all is well of course they would want that of course they would want that I'm just shaking my head <laughs> at this idea that our ancestors were forced to grin and bear it, to wear this mask and act like these colonizers were the bee's knees, if you will, because they had to survive. And I, I think about that survival and how from generation to generation to generation, um, we are still having to mask 
Because if not, it could mean the difference between survival or not. It can mean the difference between being accepted or not. It can mean the difference between uh, being physically violated or not. It can mean the difference between um, feeling like you're accepted and loved or not. There are some households that thrive on their children or, you know, wearing the mask, if you will. Some of us were raised in homes where all we could do was pretend and wear the mask, right? Because we were told that whatever happens in this house, it needs to stay in this house. Some of our some of us are in relationships or and in and or in relationship with other people where, I mean, it threatens to break down at any time if you don't wear that mask, if you don't, uh, you know, push your humanity and your disappointments and your uh, feelings or whatever down and pretend that everything is okay. It, 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 it's, like a, uh, it's like a threat against those systems to just lay it all out on the table. It, it's a disruptor. It's very disruptive. And that's what Angela Bassett did. She was disruptive. And I mean disruptive as in, in a good way. But she was disruptive to the whole, is it the, was it the Academy Award or the Oscars? Whatever it was, I think it was Oscars. But she was a disruptor to that award show because she refused in that moment to play the game. She was a disruptor. Uh, at the show because instead of pretending to be happy in that moment where she really was feeling I'm assuming some type of pain or grief or disappointment or maybe even anger it could have been anger that she was feeling as well I don't really I'm not going to sit up here and act like I know what she was feeling but whatever the emotion was fear anger disappointment uh sadness, whatever it was, whatever it was, the fact that people basically told her to fix her face, the fact that people basically shamed her or tried to shame her into, you know, feeling bad about her actions. It, it speaks volumes. It's, it says a lot to me about this culture that claims, you know, that, you know, honor, humanity is to be honored and this and that. But um, it's, it's not true. It is not true at all. And it's proof again to me that even those spaces, these highly built up, spaces like the award shows the oscars wherever that was the, i think it was oscars like wherever that place was but these built up you know systems and whatnot that we're supposed to look up to that we're supposed to want to aspire to that we're supposed to hold in such a high regard because you know we're just these little people and these celebrities are huge big people supposedly um can't be real there because it, it's disruptive to the flow of the show. So I, I just want to salute Angela for being human, for being a disruptor to the flow of the show. 
for that small little, you may not think that that was resistance, but I do. That small little bit of resistance, you know, that she displayed there when she allowed her humanity to shine through. Um, I thought that was an important moment and I respect her for that. Not that it matters to her one way or another, and we may agree to disagree. Maybe you feel like it was, you know, um, what was it? Like disrespectful. And if that's your opinion, that's totally fine. But I see it as, as just a black woman who in the moment of having her dreams kind of like dangled in front of her, if you will, and not receiving it. Allowing her humanity to shine through. I can only imagine for some of us all the times that we dared to allow our humanity to shine through. We dared to try to have our uh, emotions understood. We dared to um, go against the grain, if you will. And having that shut down so many times that you feel like you aren't even allowed to have emotions. You feel like you're not even allowed to uh, show your displeasure for fear that someone will be upset, for fear that someone will demand that you fix your face or else, right? A part of our healing journey, or at least a part of my healing journey, again, it looks like just allowing myself to feel what I feel and be okay with that. Um, one thing that I'm learning the further I go in this journey is that... <laughs> Feeling how I feel is a huge part of my self-discovery. A lot of us are walking around and we still don't know who we are. We don't know what we like. We don't know uh, really anything about us other than what the masked version of us, you know, that what is acceptable as that masked version of us. So we don't really know exactly who we are, what we want. we're just, we, we've never really had an opportunity to discover who we were. Uh, we were only taught that the quote unquote good version of us is the one worth exploring. But there's a whole part of us that never had the opportunity to, to grow and for us to lean into and learn more about. So we have just that one half of us, the quote unquote good side or the quote unquote, the side that's like, acceptable because it is masked you know what i'm trying to say so we still have parts of us that have that are still in the dark we still have parts of us that have yet to be discovered or recovered or uncovered you know what i'm saying um i feel like because of that a lot of us we don't even know who we are a lot of us we really just don't even know who we are and without knowing who we are the the quote-unquote good and the quote-unquote bad like all parts of us that part the parts that are behind the mask um without doing that 
we're missing out on so much, including just even at minimum having a certain level of trust um, and being able to surrender to that trust and surrender. Uh, it's hard to trust and it's hard to surrender and go with the flow or be at ease with ourselves and with the world when we aren't allowed to be our true self. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. And so my wish for you, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you find that you have just been wearing this mask for your entire life or for most of your life or for parts of your life, I think of, think of some ways that you can start to lower that mask down a little bit. Start to question who you are. Who are you becoming? Who would you like to be? Um, what parts of you were you taught that they're bad or need to be covered or they're not acceptable or they need to you need to fix your face, if you will, um, for certain parts of you because it doesn't conform to the norm of society or it doesn't uh, continue to hold up this fake facade or this facade um, that isn't even real. People love to keep up appearances. People love, instead of doing the work, instead of addressing the internal issues, like for example, is it the Oscars? My mind keeps going back to award shows and things like that. But instead of, for example, these award shows addressing the real challenges and things that are going on, um, like diversity or the lack of diversity and different things like that, they would rather have this facade that everything's okay, everything's beautiful, everything is, you know, on point. And it, because it threatens the foundation of what that um, award show or, or, you know, what it's built on. Same thing goes for, for example, just in our families. If we don't wear the mask, if we don't mask up, if we don't uh, present a certain look when we're outside the house, as far as like pretending that everything's okay uh, or things like that, pretending that there's no problems or that we have it all under control or whatever the case may be, when we drop the mask, it threatens, it, it, it's it's threatening because it's like, uh-oh, um, the world is going to be able to see what's really below the surface. And we really didn't want the world to see or our friends or society or whomever to see, you know, what was below the facade what was below the surface. It's a threat. It's a threat. It's like instead of people working on their own stuff, they want you to just continue to cover it up and wear that mask when you, uh, for example, leave the house. They want you to put on a good front. People would rather like limit you and have you pretend to be something, right? Rather than work on their own stuff, if that makes sense. That doesn't even make sense to me at all. At all. I can't live my life like that. And I won't live my life like that anymore. So 
when you decide to like walk in your truth and no longer like really wear that mask like for example Angela showing her emotions like when you refuse to like do that anymore don't be surprised when others see that as a threat could be your parents your partner like your whomever right but at some point as we continue um healing and when we decide to no longer like abandon ourselves that's another thing that the mask does it 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 causes us to again mistrust or not trust ourselves but also to like abandon ourselves um to the point where you're just like I don't even know who the hell I am <laughs> anymore um but when you when you start to to show up as your true self don't be surprised that people get uncomfortable don't be surprised that people want to look away don't be surprised if people um are resentful don't be surprised if people want to act like something's wrong with you right because they don't want to look at their own stuff they don't want to fix the foundation they want to continue with the with the lie they want to continue with the fantasy but just because that's the case does not mean that you cannot continue to do the work just because that's the case for other people does not mean that you have to continue doing something that is disingenuous or continue doing something that does not feel real for you or doing something that continues to cover things up when you're in a place where you want to open the curtains open the windows let some new life in and continue healing and letting go and releasing um these things that are possibly keeping you stuck keeping you from getting into alignment with your purpose keeping you from getting into just this just allow you to get grounded and rooted in authentic joy authentic self-love we're not doing that no more we're not doing that anymore So just something for you to think about and something that I was processing and thinking about um, over the last few days. Um, just this whole concept of the mask. I really want you to um, sit with this for a little while this week. Maybe not necessarily right now. And this, there's only so much that I can say in a podcast episode. Uh, it's not like this is hours and hours long. But I, I really want you to sit with this because this is a part of the healing work. This is a part of just understanding what needs to be released, understanding what you're still holding on to, understanding what is uh, really not you. Like w the part of the mask that's not you. But it was just linked to you for your survival. And it's also a way for you to kind of come to terms with what areas of your life for example, your emotional maturity or your emotional health or things like that. What parts of that, as you drop the mask, are, are kind of being laid bare and really could use some extra support, guidance, TLC, that kind of thing? I would highly recommend that you get with a therapist or get into your excuse me sister circles. Um, there's definitely tons of books available to talk about 
you know, just valuing yourself and um, dropping the mask and emotional maturity and uh, just things like that. Maybe in my next podcast episode, that might be something I can talk about. Some of the books that I've read um, that are really helping me in my healing journey. But I mean, ultimately, I just want you to know, Black woman, that I see you. And my wish for you, my hope for you as we continue moving towards liberation is that we have these spaces, um, these environments where we can just be. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, I talked about this whole concept of being, B-E-I-N-G, and the E stood or stands for environment. And this is what I'm talking about. This is one of the things I'm talking about. Just the environments that we're in. Um, not just in our home or the workplace or things like that, but just the circles that we run in and things like that, um, that allow us to not mask. Like you deserve spaces where you do not have to pretend. You deserve spaces where you do not have to wear the mask. You deserve spaces where you, you don't have to feel guilty about having specific emotions or ideas or thoughts or, uh, you know, or that you don't agree with certain people or just things like that. You deserve spaces like that where you're just free to be your authentic self and your value just because of who you are. And no one's asking you to sugarcoat anything or, uh, you know, mask or sweep things under the rug. We've done that for so long. Like it's tied into our DNA and it's time to release that. It's time to release that. So just something for you to think about. Um, I would love to hear your comments, your questions, or anything like that. You can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that's connect at browngirlselfcare.com. So that's it for this week's episode. I'm going to go ahead and uh, hop off, if you will. I'm going to continue doing a little resting today. And um, yeah, just allowing myself to just be. No pretenses, no I shoulds, I wishes, I I gotta's, like none of that stuff. I'm just allowing myself to just be just as I am and exploring what that, you know, looks like and feels like for me. Uh, and I hope the same for you. My hope is that you do have spaces where you can do this. I'm just thinking here. <laughs> There's so much that I could say. But I'm just going to go ahead and end it here. So um, thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed week. And I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast.